Meditations for the Time of Retreat Introduction John Baptist de La Salle's Originality Unquestionably, the spirituality of de La Salle was influenced by the major themes of the French school, as well as the spirit of reform created by the Council of Trent, 1545-1563, of which the French school was certainly a part. Although these elements did give him his general orientation and guide him on his own spiritual journey, John Baptist nonetheless formed a spirituality of his own out of his personal experiences and the need to adapt his teaching to the particular circumstances he encountered. De La Salle gave to the church a spirituality that is altogether original, one that is uniquely suited for people who are dedicated to the Christian education of children, especially of the working class and the poor. By studying the human and spiritual development of De La Salle when he was a young priest, it is possible to gain an insight into the principal characteristics of his own spiritual life. His first biographers describe various influences that guided him during his years of study in Paris and Reims and the doubts he experienced in choosing a suitable apostolic service. In all these experiences, he focused on doing the will of God, and he searched for this will in the events of his life as well as in the whole context of his human existence. He was a man of God, imbued with faith and zeal for God's glory, trained and guided by a solid theological foundation. Out of this wealth as a person, he designed for himself and then for his disciples a spiritual doctrine adapted to their role as Christian educators in the service of the poor, encouraging them by his example even more than by his words. The French school developed its spirituality largely for the clergy. De La Salle's spirituality was addressed specifically to a group of men who were not clerics, the brothers of the Christian schools. De La Salle gave up his social status, his family, his canonry, and his inherited wealth to establish the community and to devote all his time and effort to the formation of its members. His writing was aimed at this purpose to confirm the brothers in the spirit of their vocation and their profession as teachers. Originally, these men were uncultured and uneducated. De La Salle ranked them below his valet. Under their founder's guidance, they underwent a conversion at which he labored for a period of 40 years. Early in his association with the teachers, De La Salle put himself at their level, lived their life, learned firsthand their problems and their weaknesses, and encouraged and supported their efforts day by day. Gradually, he helped them appreciate the importance and the greatness of their work, and he engaged them in a style of life open to the demands that come from the call of God. He gave them a spirituality for the educational activity that they were carrying on with poor children. Rather than turn the teacher's focus away from their daily work, the interior life that he developed led them to be aware that school is the place to which to meet God in the concrete events of their personal experience. The following themes of LaSallean spirituality for teachers are the principal elements developed by De La Salle in collaboration with the brothers. You are called by God. God's providential act was revealed to De La Salle in the action of those who joined him with the desire to conduct schools in the service of the poor. This was not simply the result of some accident. 
because for them there was little or no other employment. He was convinced through faith that the Lord Jesus had come into their life and that each one of them had received a personal call to come follow him. He constantly reminded his brothers of this call. Quote, Adore God's fatherly providence in your regard. He withdrew you from the world in order to prepare you to acquire the virtues you need to do your work well and to educate a great number of children in the Christian spirit. End quote. In their response to this call of God, the brothers had experienced a divine event in their personal history. This specific intervention by God is often noted in De La Salle's meditations, as when he describes the conversion of St. Paul. Quote, How fortunate this saint was to be forestalled by grace and changed in an instant from a persecutor to an apostle and a preacher of the gospel. Rejoice with the saint over the special favor he received from God, and thank God for the grace he has given you in withdrawing you from the world and calling you to such a holy work of instructing children and leading them to piety, end quote. Called to do God's work. Awareness of this special favor given to the brothers was very gratifying and was meant to move them deeply with the sense of God's presence in their life. But De La Salle calls the brothers to realize that this grace was not intended to be jealously treasured for themselves alone. The good news of salvation, which gave them joy and transformed their life, must be passed on to the poor and abandoned youths entrusted to their care. When De La Salle speaks of the choice God has made of each brother, he always joins to this choice the purpose that God has in mind. Quote, It is God who has called you, who has destined you for this work, and who has sent you to work in his vineyard. Do this, then, with all the affection of your heart, working entirely for him. End quote as co-workers with God. For De La Salle, the work in the vineyard means to be partners with God to help him in his work of announcing the gospel of his son. Quote, Because God in his mercy has given you such a ministry, do not falsify his word, but gain glory before him by unveiling his truth to those whom you are charged to instruct. Let this be your whole effort in the instruction you give them looking upon yourselves as the ministers of God and the dispensers of his mysteries, end quote. To work in this vineyard also means to be co-workers with Jesus Christ in the work of saving children. Quote, because you are obliged to help your disciples save themselves, you must engage them to unite all their actions to those of Jesus Christ our Lord, so that their actions, made holy by his merits and his consecration, are able to be pleasing to God and a means of salvation for them." End quote. For anyone who wishes to accomplish a work that is true and effective, it is most important to be like a branch attached to a vine. Quote, Jesus Christ wants you to understand from this comparison that the more your work for the good of your disciples is given life by him and draws its power from him, the more it will produce good in them. End quote. In their mission to youth, De La Salle does not hesitate to call his brothers ambassadors and ministers of Jesus Christ, especially for the poor. La Salian spirituality puts an emphasis on the service of the poor in the brothers' ministry as ambassadors of Jesus Christ. 
The Christian schools were founded for those who could not pay for their education of their children, and this included most of the artisans and the working class of the time. In Meditations for the Time of Retreat, De La Salle asks the brothers to study the signs of their times and to realize that poor children are being deprived of education. Then he adds, quote, God has had the goodness to remedy so great a misfortune by the establishment of the Christian schools, where the teaching is offered free of charge and entirely for the glory of God, end quote. To proclaim the gospel to poor children effectively, De La Salle saw the necessity in all education, especially in the education of the disadvantaged, for an effective bonding between the teacher and the students. For him, this is an integral part of the spirituality of the teacher, based as it is on the spirit of faith. Quote, Every day you have poor children to instruct. Love them tenderly, as this Saint Cyprian did following in this the example of Jesus Christ. These poor children are also the ones whom God has entrusted to you and to whom you are obliged to proclaim the truths of the Holy Gospel, end quote, in the service of the church. To work in God's vineyard also means to place yourself in the service of the church and to hold in the church a role of the highest importance, similar to that of the apostles, of priests, and even of bishops. Quote, you must then look upon your work, which has been entrusted to you by pastors and by fathers and mothers, as one of the most important and necessary services in the church. End quote. In his meditation on St. Marcellinus, Bishop of Paris, de La Salle compares the apostolic responsibility of the brothers to that of this saint. Quote, in some sense, it can be said that each of you is a bishop that is, the vigilant guardian of the flock that God has entrusted to you, end quote, for building the body of Christ. To teach the truths of Christianity to children and to form them in the practice of religion are the main duties of the brothers, with the intention of building up the body of Christ, which is his church. This doctrine of the incorporation of all the members of the church into Jesus Christ occurs frequently in De La Salle's writings. In this, he joins the teaching of the leaders of the French school of spirituality, who revived this theological truth which had lost some of its force and influence in the work of scholasticism. The meditation, commemoration of the souls in purgatory, especially carries the thought of de la Salle on this doctrine. Quote, we are united with these holy souls by an external union, because we are all members of the church and of Jesus Christ. We are also united with them in Jesus Christ through sanctifying grace, which we share with them. End quote. Through the action of the Holy Spirit. The church, as a communion of believers, is also the sanctuary where God dwells through his Holy Spirit. Since the day of Pentecost, this Spirit of God has been among us to bring a new law, the law of grace and love. De La Salle urges the brothers to allow the Holy Spirit to live in them to make it possible for you to live and to act only by the Spirit's action in you. It is further necessary to ask the Holy Spirit for the grace to touch the hearts of those entrusted to them and to obtain their salvation. In De La Salle's writing, the role of the Holy Spirit holds a central position. 
The mystery of the Trinity and the work of salvation are fundamental to the mission of the brother. Called by God the Father in his providential care for his children, the brother is given a task which unites him with Jesus Christ in his work of saving children, building up the church as the city of God and the body of Christ, and revealing to the heirs of God's kingdom the mystery of the living God through the action of the Holy Spirit. But although he did indeed borrow from the Trinitarian themes of the French school, de La Salle created from them an original spirituality for the Christian educator. When we consider how de La Salle develops the theme of the human person before God, we see that he emphasizes several characteristics of this relationship to amplify the spirituality suitable for the special ministry of the teacher in the spirit of faith. The personal experience of the brother in his call and mission is an experience of faith. De La Salle stresses this and makes the spirit of faith one of the vital signs of the young society of the brothers of the Christian schools. Quote, the spirit of this institute is, first, a spirit of faith, which ought to induce those who compose it not to look upon anything but with the eyes of faith, not to do anything but in view of God, and to attribute everything to God, end quote. To know God and his envoy, Jesus Christ, it is for de La Salle the foundation of the Christian life. This knowledge is possible only by the light of faith. De La Salle describes the effect that faith has as the result of a personal experience with Jesus Christ. Quote, Jesus Christ, entering a soul, raises it so far above all human sentiments through the faith that enlivens it, that it sees nothing except by the light of faith. No matter what anyone does to such a soul, nothing can disturb its constancy, make it abandon God's service, or even diminish in the least degree the ardor it feels for God, because the darkness that previously blinded its spirit is changed into an admirable light. As a result, the soul no longer sees anything except by the eyes of faith. Do you feel that you have this disposition? Pray to the risen Christ to give it to you. End quote. Elsewhere, he adds, quote, Your faith must be a light that guides you in all things and a shining beacon to lead to heaven those you instruct. Do you have such faith that you are able to touch the hearts of your students and to inspire them with the Christian spirit? This is the greatest miracle you can perform and the one that God asks of you, for this is the purpose of your work." End quote. In the spirit of zeal. It is characteristic of Lasallian spirituality that faith is never separated from zeal, which is the manifestation of the faith. Quote, the spirit of this institute consists, secondly, in an ardent zeal for the instruction of children and for bringing them up in the fear of God. End quote. Thus, in the meditation on St. Stephen, the first martyr, de La Salle presents the confrontation by Stephen of the Jews who disputed with him as typical of the relation between faith and zeal. Quote, Was he, Stephen, not, in fact, inspired by this spirit when he spoke with such great zeal to the Jews and when several of them who disputed with him could not resist the Holy Spirit who was in him and inspiring his zeal. You ought to make known by your conduct, as he, Stephen, did, that you are true disciples of Jesus Christ, having only God in view 
in all your actions and announcing with as much boldness and intrepidity as he did the maxims of the Holy Gospel. In all this, what must strengthen your zeal as well as your faith is the fact that you announce these truths in your position as ministers of God, end quote. In this meditation, De La Salle shows that faith serves as a guide and an enlightenment in the life of the deacon Stephen, who always guided himself and acted by the spirit of faith. These same expressions are used in Reclaim. Quote, the just, that is, true Christians, live by faith because they are guided by and their actions are performed with views and motives of faith, end quote. Lasallian spirituality teaches that faith is especially guided and ruled in everything by the words and thoughts that come from the scriptures. St. Stephen is inspired precisely by biblical texts when he explains to his listeners all the benefits that God had bestowed upon their ancestors. In Lasallian spirituality, the action of the Holy Spirit is the essential and effective element in the effort of the brothers to convert the heart and spirit of their students. The Holy Spirit lives at the still point of their being and prays in each of them. The Holy Spirit opens their minds and helps them understand and appreciate the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit gives the vigor and power to proclaim the gospel and touches hearts. De La Salle spells out some of the effects of the faith of St. Stephen. The power of the Holy Spirit living in him. His courage to denounce evil conduct at the risk of persecution and even death his pardoning those who were attacking him, his joy anticipating the happiness of heaven by living the interior life. De La Salle encourages the brothers to live in a constant search for the living God, for his will in their life, for the reign of God that is yet to come. He calls them to recognize each day the intervention of the Lord in their life and by an interior effort to live with an awareness of the presence of God. This interior effort is essential to the purpose of the Institute, that is, the work of evangelization, based on asceticism. The primary means to achieve this interiority is separation from the world and renunciation of its spirit, all of which De La Salle found incompatible with the search for God. Quote, the more he finds their hearts empty of the things of the world, the more he makes himself known to them and fills them with his spirit, end quote. The rigor of De La Salle's commitment to control and mortify his body and his mind seems extreme today. Rea writes, quote, Even to the end of his life, the ideal that De La Salle sought was solitude, a hidden life, genuine poverty, and austerity, end quote. He did not require his disciples to practice this ideal, but he did strongly urge them to have complete control of their senses, quote, allowing them only what is absolutely necessary for them, end quote. Quote, if you give in to them, it will be quite difficult for you to control them later. Therefore, watch over them constantly, because no one can be sensual and Christian at the same time, end quote. De La Salle insists on the importance of both external and internal silence in order to become interior, quote, we learn to speak to God only by listening to him. For to know how to speak to God and to converse with him can only come from God, who has his own language, which is special to him, and which he shares only with his friends and confidants, 
to whom he gives the happiness of frequently conversing with him, end quote. Recollection, in order to live the, in the depth of the soul, is a means to facilitate attention and docility to the movement of the spirit. Following the spiritual writers of the 17th century, de La Salle emphasizes the importance of fidelity to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. When he studies the lives of the saints, he contemplates the intervening and effective action of the Spirit of God in them and the way they become aware of and carry out his will. Quote, St. Norbert was specially favored by grace and felt himself touched by an extraordinary movement of the Spirit of God. Leaving the emperor's court, he withdrew entirely from the world to enter the ecclesiastical state, end quote, by attention to the presence of God. Attention to the presence of God is an important element in Lasallian spirituality. Quote, it is the soul and the support of the interior life, end quote. This encounter with the intimate guest of the soul who takes possession of the soul and is in turn possessed by the soul is the whole purpose of the effort to become interior, to be centered, and to become aware of the direction that life is taking. De La Salle teaches the brothers that they are loved by God with an intervening love and that the best way to respond to this love is to have all thoughts tend only to God and be entirely directed to him. Quote, Nothing shows better that we love another person than when we cannot help thinking about that person, end quote. The importance that de La Salle places on the presence of God is shown by the place he gives it in Méthode d'Oration, which he composed for the brothers. Almost half of this treatise deals with the topic. De La Salle says that the entire time of prayer can profitably be applied to the presence of God without any other subject for consideration. Quote, we must ensure that our mind remains filled with the thought of God's presence as long as possible, and we must not go on to any other subject until we cannot pay attention any longer, End quote. In his meditations, de La Salle speaks of the benefits a person derives from union with God, happiness anticipated in this life. It is also of great use to you in your work, because this work concerns God and aims at winning souls for him. It is, therefore, a matter of great consequence not to lose sight of God in your work. At every hour and half hour in school, the work of teacher and students would stop when the boy assigned rang the bell and the prayer monitor announced, let us remember that we are in the holy presence of God, with total abandonment to God. By attending to the presence and action of God, the brother becomes aware of the fidelity of the one who chose him to do his work. Total abandonment to the guidance of the Spirit of God becomes, then, the surest way to realize the plan that God has for him. This is another dominant trait of Lasallian spirituality. De La Salle lived this trust in submission to God so thoroughly that it could be said that he is one of the best representatives of the doctrine of abandonment to God in the 17th and 18th century. It was very early in de La Salle's association with the brothers that the element of abandonment became strong in his spiritual life, perhaps as early as 1682, when the teachers expressed concern about their future and confronted him with the fact that he could speak easily about trust in divine providence since he was a wealthy man. 
This confrontation was for De La Salle a moment of profound conversion, to enter fully into the life of his poor teachers, to become one with them in their poverty and in his own life, to embrace the practice of total abandonment to providence. He understood that this abandonment to God, inspired and sustained by a living spirit of faith, is an effective element in an apostolic spirituality. Quote, it is difficult to realize how much good a detached person is able to do in the church. The reason for this is that detachment shows a deep faith. A person who abandons himself to the providence of God is like a sailor who puts out to sea without sails or oars. End quote. The time of prayer is a special moment for surrendering to a total abandonment to God by faithful attention and response to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Quote, Do you abandon yourselves entirely to this divine spirit so that he may ask of God all you need to have for the good of your own soul and for those in your care and so that you may act only by him? End quote. It is especially in the experience of dryness when the absence of God becomes difficult to endure, that a person must wait in patience. Quote, In your times of trouble, when you have had recourse to those who are appointed to guide you and they have been unable to provide a suitable remedy for your difficulty, God wants you then to remain completely abandoned to his guidance, awaiting from him alone and from his goodness all the help you need. End quote. De La Salle encourages the brother to imitate Jesus Christ when he abandoned himself to suffering and death in accord with the will of his father. Quote, Adore these different dispositions of Jesus Christ, which were comfortable to the plans God had for them. As he said, the will of his father was his nourishment, that is, the rule, and, as it were, the soul of his conduct. Strive after the example of your divine master, Jesus Christ, to want only what God wants, when he wants it, and in the way he wants it, end quote. In association, to provide a Christian education for the children of the poor and the working class, De La Salle planned to create a society of brothers who would consecrate themselves by vow to announce the gospel and at the same time provide in association a solid education in the fields of human learning and culture. Beginning in 1684, the teachers assembled with De La Salle expressed this identity in the title they gave to themselves, Brothers of the Christian Schools. This name included at the same time both the mystical and the social nature of their gospel mission. The formula of vows pronounced by a dozen brothers with De La Salle in 1694 defines the character and the meaning of the LaSallean community. It pays supreme homage to the infinite and adorable majesty of the living God, who has taken hold of the brothers and called them to him in the service of youth. Quote, Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, prostrate with the most profound respect before your infinite and adorable majesty, I consecrate myself entirely to you to procure your glory as far as I will be able and as you will require of me, end quote. As the formula of vows continues, it shows that the commitment of the brothers is made only in community and that this community has no existence other than rooted in God and united with the poor. Quote, for this purpose, 
I promise and vow to unite myself and to remain in society with each of the other brothers is named, to keep together and by association gratuitous schools wherever they may be, and to do anything in the said society at which I will be employed, whether by the body of the society or by the superiors who will have the government thereof." End quote. This Lasallian community does not exist without a tension between its transcendent dynamic and its involvement in everyday life, a sort of mystical realism. Quote, it is born, becomes an organism, and establishes its identity and purpose in a movement coming from God that takes hold of each brother to commit him to the service of the poor for the glory of God. End quote. With obedience and the faithful observance of the rule. De La Salle based the life of the community on two foundations, obedience and faithful observance of the rule. He took every occasion to insist on the importance of obedience in a religious house. Quote, Obedience is the principal and the most necessary virtue for religious people and all people living in community. End quote. In his meditations, de La Salle cites St. Bonaventure, Teresa, Cassian, Bernard, Thomas Aquinas, and Ignatius of Loyola in order to confirm the necessity of obedience. It is especially to the brother director as representing God that the brother owes an entire obedience. Quote, you ought to do nothing and to be involved in nothing except on the advice of your superiors. End quote. Faithful observance of the rule, the second foundation of community, is no less demanding. It is striking to note how very precise and minute the details are that the brother is called upon to observe in the most ordinary actions of the day, leaving everything at the first sound of the bell, closing the doors without making any noise, teaching catechism for all the time assigned, observing silence and reserve in the streets. Quote, he who is faithful in little things will also be in those that are great. End quote, says the Lord. De La Salle quotes St. Bonaventure. Quote, in religious life, there is nothing small if everything practiced there is considered with the eyes of faith. End quote. The rigor of De La Salle's teaching on obedience and the observance of the rule becomes more understandable when considered in the social context of his age. There are even more rigorous texts on these topics among his contemporaries. However, it can also be said that this teaching on obedience reflects certain truths of the gospel that are still meaningful and significant in today's world. It must be remembered that the various prescriptions of the rule were not imposed arbitrarily upon the brothers. They collaborated with the founder in formulating the rule for their community after living it for several years. They themselves came to the conclusion, after much experience, that obedience and fidelity to the rule were necessary to maintain the strong, cohesive spirit and discipline needed for the success of their project of schools for the poor. These virtues gave the brothers staying power when they were faced with an opposition that seemed to come from all sides, often when they were without support from those whom they were serving. The members of the young community under the leadership of their father and founder were deeply aware that God was calling them to do his work, and they took heart from De La Salle's own courageous abandonment to the providence of God and from sharing with him a radical obedience to the gospel. 
For De La Salle's teaching on obedience to superiors was based on an interior participation in the mysteries of the obedience of Jesus Christ to his Father. Quote, we ought to obey them only because, according to the expression of St. Paul, they are laboring for the perfection of the saints and the building up of the body of Jesus Christ, who is our head, end quote. De La Salle encourages the brothers to reflect on the inner meaning of the various prescriptions of the rule. Quote, to acquire a complete fidelity to the rule, never limit your view of the practices of community to their mere external matter, but focus only on the relation that they have to God's will, which is the same for all of them, whatever they may be. End quote. De La Salle takes for his model the common life of the first Christians, and urges the brothers to a union of mind and heart that ought to unite all the members. Quote, Deepen within you the conviction that in community you ought to live anew the spirit of the first Christians, who were all of one heart and one mind. End quote. Without this union and love, community life loses its very reason for being and becomes a kind of hell. De La Salle is not unmindful of the problems of living in community, and in several meditations, he stresses the need for the brothers to bear one another's burdens. Quote, the way to maintain union in a community, in spite of all these different personalities, is to bear up charitably with the defects of one another. End quote. For De La Salle, the community that is firmly united in its image of the mystery of the love that is the most holy trinity and participates in its unity, a union that resembles the union among the three divine persons, union of religious vocation and professional work. The genius of de La Salle's charism and of La Salian spirituality lies in awareness of the union between the mission of teachers to announce the gospel of Jesus Christ and the professional work of teachers in the total education of their students. The brothers learn this from de La Salle, to rely entirely on God by living in frequent remembrance of his presence, but still to keep in mind that the whole purpose of their call and the profound reason for their association together is to conduct an excellent school as the medium for communicating the Christian spirit. Quote, Rest assured that you will never achieve your salvation more certainly and acquire greater perfection than by fulfilling well the duties of your state, provided you do so with the view of accomplishing the will of God, end quote. In his letters to the brothers, De La Salle several times speaks of his desire that the school be well conducted. Quote, take care that your school runs well, end quote. He wants the students to make good progress in reading and writing. He sees the need for order, discipline, and silence in class. He urges the teachers to love their students tenderly, in order to encourage them, in turn, to love the teachers and their school and be led thereby to the love of God. This is why he sees the need for professional competence and the value of community as a means to promote continually the professional growth of its members. Together with the brothers, De La Salle composed a manual, Conduct of the Christian Schools, Conduite des Écoles Chrétiennes, based upon their experience and containing in great detail all the pedagogical methods needed to assure the successful operation of their schools.
the brothers regarded their students as citizens of both their country and heaven. This was no fantasy for De La Salle. In your work, you ought to unite zeal for the good of the church with zeal for the good of the state, of which your disciples are beginning to be, and one day ought to be, perfect members. You will procure the good of the church by making them true Christians and docile to the truths of faith and the maxims of the Holy Gospel. You will procure the good of the state by teaching them how to read and write and everything else that pertains to your ministry with regard to exterior things. But piety must be joined to exterior things. Otherwise, your work would be of little use. End quote. This concern for the eternal salvation and for the temporal well-being of the students is a specific trait of Lasallian spirituality and pedagogy. The authors of Annoncer l'Evangile aux pauvres give a good name for this in the expression mystical realism. The aim of de La Salle is to have his disciples unite closely to the spirit of faith and of zeal, the practice of interior prayer, and the ministry of education. Jean-Guy Rodrigue, General at Rome. This introduction is condensed from an article written by Brother Jean-Guy on the influence of the French School of Spirituality on de La Salle, which will be published in a book concerning the spiritual influences on the founder of the Brothers of the Christian School.